Welcome back to the JJK Chronicles, a Jujutsu Kaisen podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Chad. I'm Ronnie. And today we're covering Season 2, Episode 7, or 31, Evening Festival. Evening Festival. You ever been to a festival? No. I bet you have. I bet you've been to a festival. I Oh yeah, the Fall Festival when I was younger in school. Now, it's been a long time since I've attended a, a oh, wow, a long time since I've attended a festival. I was trying to do an A in there. I didn't need it. And they're fine. Now, this these were bangers back in the day at uh at my elementary school. I don't even think they do them at that elementary school anymore, but they were they got so too, they got too crazy. Much fun oh my goodness we had the water tank mm-hmm. where you could hit the teachers in we had um now this was a fall festival fall festival they did it I mean, it was getting chilly then in october so you know how it is in georgia it's not actually chilly yet but it's like the the wind the fall feelings in the air it's like today i got outside i was like holy balls it is still so hot it's probably about yeah beginning of october is when it was every time i take a little bit of a I've got a little bit of a grudge on the fact that they called this episode evening festival because while there is a get together it's more of a Halloween party right yeah it definitely is because it's just they're just in costumes yeah I didn't feel like a Halloween festival it just found like a Halloween party ring toss uh the Uh, oh you're still thinking about your fall festival I'm still thinking about it the ring toss, what is it called where they like, you stand on a circle, you've got a number, and then they play a song. Yeah. And you have to keep walking. What? It's just a cakewalk. Cakewalk, that's what it is. So many cakes in the cakewalk. One year I won two cakes. That's Un- crazy. Unheard of. Unheard of. I gave one of them to a uh, nice young lady. It was my really? way of, yeah, trying to be. Risen her up in elementary school? Yep. But you gave her the cake Riz that you cake. liked the least, right? It was like a pumpkin cake. Yeah, it was a terrible cake. Would never eat that. But I acted like it was so cool because it was, you know, fall festival pumpkin cake. Here you go, my lady. Tell us about festivals. Everyone comments. Anyways. Email in. The episode. What would you think about it? I thought that, so the first half of the episode, I was a little bit down on it because I was just like, it it was a tease. We got all our characters back last episode and then we were just staying in this fight and the fight was fine visually, but at the same time, I was just like, okay, I know this guy's Mechamaru. I That's not even his real name. That's what the robot's called. I don't even know this guy's name, so the fact that we're spending 12 minutes like watching Mahito fight him, especially when, you know, I'm not getting ahead of my, don't want to get ahead of myself too much. Well, There's a point where they try and do the, oh, Mahito's in some serious trouble, and I knew he wasn't. Yeah, well, the whole point is like, if Ghetto ever stepped in at all, yeah. it was over. But he didn't, though. That's what I'm kind of interested in, is why he actually let it go that far. Is he see, training I'm, him? No, I'm not even that interested in it because, I mean, we see them kind of, Mahito and Ghetto talk later, and they seem like they were just, like, playing around. That, Where the episode ends, I'm interested in, but as far as the first half of the episode is concerned, it's kind of a, nah. Well, I think the uh, the I liked the idea of the simple domain, but we'll get right into that. That's mm-hmm. that's probably the one good takeaway from it. But I, I do agree. It's like if Ghetto ever wants to step in right here, Mechamaru really doesn't have a chance, right? And, and what like, is like Mechamaru's real name? I think his real name is Mechamaru. He I'll, just calls. I mean, it's very arrogant, but he just calls. 
all of his robots his it's name. so arrogant. It's like, yeah. what if I called my penis Ronnie? <laughs> I mean, that would be arrogant. So we're right back into the battle, okay? We've got, obviously, Mahito versus Mechamaru. Mahito, of course, is just enjoying himself, getting off um, to whatever is happening. He he honestly is a little weird sometimes. And he, he reminds me of, like, uh, Hisoka, just yes. not as pedophilish. Right, right, right. Just gets, uh, really gets the loins going in just the heat of the battle. Yeah, and this Mechamaru thing is the damn size of Godzilla when it comes out of the water. But in, can I also be a little negative here? What? Yeah. It's not that cool. You know what they try to do here, I think. You've never seen this anime because you are not an anime fan, but Ava, Evangelion, it is literally, I think, like, suppose, I just think pay, paying tribute to that show is what I believe. I think it's paying tribute to Power Rangers. No, Ava came out before Power Rangers. That's not true. Ed, how do you know? Because Power when, when was the Power Rangers? Because written? Power Rangers literally invented the Megazord. Everyone knows that. When did Mister Ranger write the saga Power Rangers? So long ago, you don't even want to know. All right. Well, I don't even. You think Rita? Rep- <laughs> you think Rita Repulsa came after Ava and Angelion? Peanut butter and Jellion? I I honestly didn't even know that Power Rangers had a Megazord or whatever. Oh yeah. Didn't even okay. know. Here we go. Here we go. Once again, Chad tries to Is that the to, Green Ranger? Is that what he's called? Chad tries to deny his Power Ranger child love. I think this is one of his um unregistered puppets. The whole robot thing here? Yeah, this big one right here. I think this might have been the one that they didn't know about. Yeah, I still I'm still on the team that there were a few that they didn't know about, but I would say this is probably the star of the show. Okay. Mekru then says again, he just needs to get to Gojo. That's all he needs to do. And, right, right. and then and then he says again, which I don't like this line, so he can protect me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad they repeated this line because you were trying to fight for his honor last episode. It took me a while to remember the line. Then I was like, wait, no, this guy's all for himself. He's just a, yeah. he's a shit bag. I know we haven't gotten much of this guy, but it does kind of suck. This whole situation he's put in. He thinks that he's actually going to have friends now and be able to see them in person. And spoiler alert, that's not going to happen. So it does kind of suck for him. I mean, it's, he's, it's sad. He's lived it's, a because terrible life. He, uh, he was trying to make some moves and everything, but in the end, the moves just got a lot more people hurt than they ever did help. And oh, he's yeah. also like not... I mean, he got to have a good body for like 15 minutes. <laughs> I mean, that's... Yikes. It would be like if you tried to work with, like, if you were a uh, a big time criminal or something like that. But th- I'm trying to think how how I want to word this. Say you were trying to work with like a team full of gang members who had you locked away, and they were just making you these promises, and you're like, I'm gonna talk my way out of this. So I'm gonna be able to see my family yeah, again. Yeah. It's like he never stood a chance. Right. He was delusional. He has over 17 years in this uh, contraption here, but he charges a full year to try and use an ultra cannon on mm-hmm. Mahito. What are these years? We talked about it slightly at the end of last episode. Is this actual years of his life or just years of his cursed energy? Yeah, they're going to talk about it a little bit later, but we can get into it now. I came to the conclusion that it's just like, for whatever reason, 
He's got a battery life on his actual cursed energy, and once that runs out, he doesn't die. He just can't use cursed energy anymore. Okay. And that makes a lot more sense because he was born... The way he was born, the only reason he has so much cursed energy is because he was born so deformed that he was, like, allowed to have that. But I still don't... Like, I don't know... Like, is this special to him? Because... Like, I don't feel like Gojo's cursed energy is dwindling. I think his is different because of the way he was born. When he's also plugged up into all these different things, which... And that's the other thing. I don't know exactly when Mahito fixed him, what all he fixed. Like, obviously he can walk now, and he's not in the bathtub of blood. But it's still just, we don't know a lot about this guy. No. And I can't figure him out. And I, I just, I don't think all the other characters who can use cursed energy have like a, a battery life that they right. are slowly dwindling or quickly dwindling. So we go into the OP, and then when we come back... By the way, OP, I'm going to... Sometimes I might shout out a, a little scene from it. The craziest one, but also one of my favorites. Sounds kind of bad when I say that. Is where Mahito is frolicking through the train, slashing people. That is a cool, cool scene. I, n- I noticed that one as well this last time where I was like, wow, I didn't notice. That's... That's pretty good. It just goes so well with yeah. the song too, and the, it's just creepy. Like it's creepy in the good vibe kind of way, because he really he's just like skipping and twirling when he's just like murdering people. <laughs> Dude, the OP that that is one thing we got to talk about is the OP as creepy as it is. It just seems like there is going to be a lot of dying. It's yeah, and when I saw it this time, and this is me just throwing things on the uh, on the wall to see what sticks. There is almost like a uh, like a mind control vibe going on where they're all like walking like slowly in a line like they're don't have control. Mm-hmm. Of them. I don't know. That's just something I noticed this time, and I was like, "That's weird." And the uh, we'll get to it at the end too. But um, I love the Gojo and Ghetto walking by each other too, mm-hmm. because Gojo still doesn't even know that Ghetto's around. I'm presuming. Ghetto's been hiding this entire time. Okay. Interesting you say that. We'll talk about yeah, yeah. that because okay. I got some thoughts at the end of the episode. Okay. So, so Mechamaru's attacks can't actually damage Mahito's soul. And I think Mahito knows that too. Like, he, it's not really. I don't know if it's because he's in the mech. It's not actually using curse energy. It's just a giant robot. Like, uh, what's his name? Nanami. His attacks were actually using cursed energy, so it was affecting him. Right. So I think that's the the difference at this moment. But we see in a little bit later he starts using cursed energy attacks. But um, yeah, he's just so damn massive that these blows are. He's just not quick enough. Mahito can kind of get around everything. Well, yeah, and it's like he used the I don't know what you want to call it the radion blast thing on Mahito, and when we see it, it's like it burned his skin. But he's just growing it right back. So he looks like a burned victim, but he's like made out of silly putty, so mm-hmm. who cares? And then he bursts through the dam. He just like has no uh, regard Damn. for this dam. Yeah, he has no regard for this dam. 
the amount of time and effort that it probably took to build this dam, and then he just burst through it. And can I just say, to bur- as soon as I saw him burst through the dam, I was like, oh, wow, that's going to be another situation at play. Did not make that big of a deal. Didn't seem like. You know, when you burst through a dam, I imagine things to get extremely wet. Yeah. And while it was looked like some damp conditions, I wasn't like, oh, wow, that dam's coming down. No, exactly. And I know sometimes, see, that's what's so confusing about dams. I know sometimes they actually let the dams go like yes. for a while. So that maybe it's just one of those situations where it was time for that. Right. In the grand, grand scheme of things, it was just kind of like a hole in the dam. It wasn't like the whole dam came down. So, damn, that's a good I, good thing that you brought up there. <laughs> so, yeah, then he takes away another two years of his energy for to use a miracle cannon. But no miracles were performed here. And I feel like the amount of years he's using is also very arbitrary. Because I don't think he's ever been in a Megazord before. No. So for him to just be like, oh, I'll use one year for the blast. I'll use two years for this. He just sees like it's slowly dwindling. And I'm just wondering if he couldn't have allocated his time a little bit better. And this is where he mentions the little trick up his sleeve. And... We have Mahito. He's now flying around with wings. I, I love any time Mahito's doing this, t- turning into different animals. It's just so cool. It reminds me of Beast Boy from Teen Titans. But sometimes I feel like he doesn't Were even Were you a cool. Teen Titan guy? I was a big Teen Titans really? guy. Really? I oh, did yeah. not know this about you. I love Teen Titans. I actually watched it at your house a few times when we were younger. Of course you're going to act, because of the whole Power Rangers thing, you're going to act like we never watched it. So. Well, no, it's just we've watched Power Rangers in my house, too, and you completely act like you don't even remember watching that, but Teen Titans, oh. Teen Titans was better. That's probably why. Um, so, at one point, the thing's flying, and don't they make a comment? Because Mahito loses a left arm. This is a little bit later. Oh, we oh okay. We got to that point, yeah, yeah. So, Mechamaru says he's got four chances with this new trick of his, and then that's when he shoots a little piss missile with his from his finger. Mm-hmm. And that's like the curse energy thing. It hits Mojito in the shoulder. And then once he gets hit with it, Mojito realizes, oh, shit, that actually is going to do something to me. And then he kicks the shit out of him in his giant Megazord yeah. thing. That's when he goes flying, though, and his arm completely gets detached and actually damages his soul. He goes for the curb stomp, but then he flies away again. And now he's hiding. This is when Mechmaru realizes he goes, oh, I know I actually hurt him. And he's trying to play it off like I didn't hurt him. Yeah. That's when Ghetto sees this too. And he realizes, oh, shit, he's actually taking some damage there. And still doesn't jump in. It still doesn't jump in because I still think he's like, oh, wow, I've never seen. He's never had to deal with some serious... uh tribulations while i've been watching obviously with kinto yeah. but ghetto wasn't really there well because he says too that um mechamaru temporary although it may be temporarily his cursed energy output is special grade class right here and i think that's literally because he he's using everything he's gonna he pretty much knows he's gonna die so he's using it all and like he said temporarily this might be the only time he's ever gonna get to this height yeah, and I think Ghetto knows that too, sorcery. where he's like, okay, he's putting almost everything into these attacks. Mahito's still alive. Like, yeah, he got hurt, which is interesting, but it's like he knows Mechmaru's doing all or nothing and he can't sustain it, so in the end, Mahito's going to kind of probably come out on top. Dude, that's what's so terrifying, that when Ghetto talks about, I think it's a little bit later, like he might jump in. 
I just feel like he is even potentially way better than what he used to be or way stronger. Whatever, whatever manipulation happened with him, because we see the giant scar on his head, possibly these curses. I want to say these curses might have saved him on his deathbed. That's kind of my theory now is what I'm getting to. You know how they can put like conditions at the end of their death? Yeah. I want to say something like that happened since he was such a morbid person in his thoughts. Somehow these curses got to him, and that's why he hasn't. Like I feel like he could absorb Mojito in them, but he hasn't. And that might be because he had like a contract with him. Well, yeah, he, obviously he already knows about that stuff because he was talking about it last episode where he right. was like, yeah, I forget exactly what they were called, but essentially the uh, the deals where he's like, if you make one with yourself, you know, it just takes away that power. But if you make one with someone else, then who knows what's going to happen. Yeah, so uh, it makes, it's interesting. I wonder if he's gotten like a boost somehow from his near-death experience with Gojo because we still got to see what happened there. I'm sure if they come face-to-face, that's when we get the truth of what happened. Because either Gojo just let him live while he was basically dead. Which I can't see that happening now. Like, what is your thoughts on that from the the movie, the film? No, I'm with you on that. Okay. Pigeon Viola is the next colorful move he uses here. I love the name of this one. <laughs> to which we get the coolest sequence of this entire episode. One of the coolest sequences of Jujutsu is Mojito switching from a bird to a dog to a rat to a monkey to a gorilla back to a bird going through all the woods and stuff. I thought this was like the coolest shot of the whole series. It made me dizzy. Did it really? It really did. Wow, and I thought you, you got were dizzy. Gonna, no. I know. I thought you were going to get dizzy. No, I thought this was awesome. I mean, obviously like it was cool, but I was like, whoa. They, I was watching it and then like halfway through I've like felt myself kind of be like, oh gosh, am I getting a little queasy here? I I did not feel that at all. I, just I was also it was, cool. it was also like thirty minutes after I woke up and I was like staring at my monitor watching. <laughs> uh, that's when Mahito cuts off some wires and he just have to be he has to be careful now with the attacks because he doesn't know which one even hurt him. So he's kind of like, oh, I guess I got to dodge all of these now because most of them can't do anything to Mahito, but he doesn't know which one is which. And then that's when Mechamaru, he starts getting in his head. He's like, you know what? I can't actually do this. He said, I'm going to win this, and I'm going to go back and see everybody. So, they, I, dude, it just sucks, man. It really does suck. He hasn't seen any of these people in person, and then he's too he's too self-conscious to even have them come and see him in person. Now, here, you tell me, and be honest, because I, I rewatched... Um, a couple episodes of season one in preparation for like this new thing, but I didn't watch like when they were doing the high school versus high school. I didn't watch all those episodes when they were each, mm-hmm. you know, person from the Kyoto school kind of had their own episode as long or as well as the Jujutsu high. He's talking about this and I'm like, okay, I know that he's got some things going on with Miwa where they've got kind of a friendship but I just I didn't I didn't care about his friendship with all these people that he was trying to get back to. Did you? No, no, no. It, I didn't care about the friendship. It was more so just like, oh, that's kind of. It's just right. sad for this guy that he he didn't have anything going for him. It's just. Yeah, I guess I yeah. was already saddened in that way when I saw how he was living. Right. 
that I couldn't <laughs> I couldn't find it in myself to get even more sad. I was just like, oh, he's so sad. Like, just yeah, I think that's what go it was. to the it's stars, like, brother. He got so close to actually living a semi-normal life, right? But not close at all. Yeah, and Mahito and Ghetto just teased yeah, him yeah. with it. Yeah, and he fell for it. And that's when he does actually hit Mahito in the face here. And then we see Mahito, he has his entire skin ripped off his face, but he uses domain expansion, self-embodiment of perfection, still the coolest name of any (laughs) (laughs) domain expansion we've heard so far. Give it to me one more time. Domain expansion, self-embodiment of perfection. And all the hands start coming out. Right. Yep. That's so layered. So self-embodied, he's inside of himself, Mm -hmm. and he's perfect. And we're back in his domain that we saw our boy Nanami in in season one. So he says, in his hand land. Hand land. <laughs> in his hand land. <laughs> it would have been even cool. Yeah, domain expansion, hand land. Yeah. He can use idle transfiguration without technically touching them because he's already touching them. There's hands everywhere. <laughs> right, so, right. He's, he feels all. Yeah. Mahito says he'll be recovered in 10 days for Halloween. He was telling Makamaru that. Makamaru thinks, oh, well, if I don't kill him, at least I'll injure him enough to where he can't really do much for his plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's like, no, dude, like I'll, I'll be fine in 10 days. Uh, and then Makamaru says the secret technique he has up his sleeve was designed in the era of which uh, the height of jujutsu sorcery was at its greatest. It was by the... Ayasa, I don't know exactly how to say that, but to protect his disciples. So this is just another one of the like the big time families yeah, of the sorcery. History, yeah, the history, yeah. the rule, yeah. Because what? Gojo is one of them. Mm-hmm. What's another big one? The uh, Inumaki yes. uh, speech users. There's a few of them, but I'm assuming this is another one of the big ones. That would seem right. Yeah. And it's a mean for them to protect themselves from others' domains, which this is what I wanted. Because I, when whenever this first happened, I was like, well, if they get caught in the domain, obviously we saw Gojo get out of it, but that's Gojo. Right. If anybody else gets caught in it, how the hell are they going to get out of it? Like, you got to have some way to semi-defend yourself. Because yeah, some of them seem just so mind-blowing that you're just like, okay. Quit. Yeah. Um, it's a domain for the weak. So he's calling himself weak right here as he uses it to pierce through Mahito's chest and calls it new shadow style, simple domain. It's like playing Super Smash Brothers and you pick Kirby and like every five seconds you just become like a brick or like what, like a, mm-hmm. a weight and then people just try and punch and you can't do nothing. Yeah, yeah. Or you, And then when you're not a brick, you just spend your entire time trying to suck them up and poop them out. Yeah. That's what I always do. Or the little hammer. I always love the hammer move with The Kirby. hammer gets a little bit more complicated. You got to be careful. It's that, fun. That leaves your, yourself open for some uh, some taking some hits. So he thinks of Miwa with her sword in this moment. And then Mahito blows up and bursts as that like weird humanoid thing he does. Where he's like, he gets in trouble. So he just starts forming into like a giant uh, like cell. When cell just... Right, he gets bubbly. It mm-hmm. just gets really gross. Yeah. Yeah, Ghetto sees this and instantly realizes it's a simple domain. Um, 
what it does is neutralizes all other techniques, and it's kind of what Gojo did to Jogo in season one when he went into that volcano world. Mm-hmm. Um, he just did it himself. I don't know. Did it say exactly how Gojo did it, or is he just so Gojo could just do anything? I'm guessing. I mean, I'll be honest. All this stuff is still very new and complex to me. Yeah, we got to see more domains. We got to see a little bit more of it. Because while I was like listening, I went, oh, "Okay, so that is that's a cool counter that was much needed, given what we knew about the domain expansion." And I knew that Gojo had done it before. I still don't, like you said, it's like a move for the week. So I don't know why. Do some people not know how to all about it? Do they not think to do it? Because they're like, it's too simple that they are trying to fight their way through it when it's one of those things that's just like, it's easier than you think and people overthink. I don't know. Yeah, it was used at a perfect time, though. Mechamaru then gets full of himself and he starts to try to attack Ghetto. Mechamaru has one left of his simple domain like technique things. He So, okay, that's what it is. He probably can't use this technique himself. This has been like bottled up and preserved uh, okay. for a moment like this. So Gojo is probably one of the few that can actually use this. I'm, I'm sure you got to be like a special grade sorcerer to actually use it. That's why he's like, if you're lower than that, you've got to basically be given it. Right. Okay. That makes more sense. He goes for a shot while thinking he'll be able to see everyone again. And then that's when, no, Mahito's drill buzz head saw, whatever thing it is. It's just so insane what Mahito can transform into. It really is. I mean, this was <laughs> I mean, this was definitely the biggest like roll my eyes moment of the episode because they had me for a second. Because we were already laughing last episode, like, oh yeah, this Mechamaro guy, he's not gonna be here for much longer. And then um but I do like Mahito while he's powerful, he's so happy go lucky that there are a lot of times where I'm like, well, he could be caught if someone just outthinks him because I don't think it's going to be hard to, you know, out- overpower him. And so when they stab him and he actually looks concerned, I'm like, oh, wait a second here. But then Magmaru immediately just like ignores him without seeing him like yeah. disintegrate or whatever they, he would do being silly putty and go straight for ghetto. I'm like, oh, okay, so here we yeah. go. And I, and I out. think too, though, that just shows Ghetto hasn't done a single thing, but that shows how much Mechamaru is actually thinking about him mm-hmm. in this moment. He's like, he's just thinking in the back of his head, oh, when is he going to surprise attack me, maybe, like from behind? Well, because also Ghetto's the one with like the master plan. Yeah, right. Like Mechamaru is trying to stop Ghetto, but obviously Mahito's, you know, the muscle that's being thrown at him, so he's got to take care of him. So then that's when Mechamaru uses his last little Mechamaru to defend himself from Mahito's attacks and, you know, try and just use the simple domain from his hand, like his personal hand. <laughs> yeah. But there, he's absolutely overwhelmed by hands and dies. I'm surprised they didn't show this on screen, but where it's a take that he got probably slaughtered pretty hard right here i'll tell you this i feel a whole lot more as far as off-screen deaths go when they were trying to fake me out with mahito i definitely fell for i was uh more on board with this being the end of mecha maru yeah I, there was no yeah off-screen right here there was no doubt that i was like okay yeah he's dead <laughs> yeah i was like he's definitely dead 
We then get a heartfelt exchange with a nervous Miwa talking to a sleeping Mechamaru, telling him that she wants to come and see him one day soon because she loves when everyone is together. And it's such a heartfelt moment. Ronnie, I know you cared so much about this. God, yeah, Miwa and Mechamaru to the end, guys. And she wants to get even closer to Mechamaru. Um, yeah, dude, I think that, that whole moment, though, I don't know if it's necessarily trying to get us to, oh, this relationship and stuff. It's just supposed to be like, all right, these are high schoolers. He just wanted to be kind of normal, and it's not happening at all. Right. Yeah. Do you think they were in love, Ronnie? No, I don't think so. I think they were in love. I think that... Miwa uh, likes a mysterious man. I think my boy Mechmaru was friend-zoned hard. <laughs> we then see the destroyed mech and Ghetto and Mahito walking away, talking about how it was a close call, yada yada, but Mahito pulled a practice stunt to escape. Well, this moment was like interesting because Ghetto kind of wants to like talk to Mahito to see if he can actually get something from him. Like, hey, for, you weren't completely in control there for a little bit, and Mahito's the kind of guy, he's not going he's he's like, to admit that. Like, even though, yeah, he got injured, he's still just kind of walking ahead, not talking about it and being like, oh, I was, I was com- complete control the whole time. It's so interesting how they, they're, like, close friends like this, though. You know what I mean? Do you think Ghetto even really cares about this thing at all? I don't even think that they consider each other friends. I want the back. That's something I really want is the backstory of the meeting, how this happened, right? How this came to fruition. Yeah, now that would be interesting yeah. to see how they like. The others so far just seem. I mean, they're there, but irrelevant as far as how they came to be. Like, I'm not as interested in as Mahito and Ghetto. Yeah, because they Mahito. are so opposite in the fact that. Mahito's so carefree. Like, they're both powerful, but Mahito's so carefree. And Ghetto, they're both, like, all about chaos, but in completely different ways. Mm-hmm. One's organized chaos, and one's just crazy. <laughs> yeah, but it was basically practice for them, because they got to see another simple domain. So now they know how to kind of counteract all these things, and it's just better for them to defend themselves. That's what it honestly is just experience for Mahito. That's what's scary is that he, Mahito hasn't, I think they said it in the first season, he hasn't been around that long as a curse. Mm-hmm. So, like, the more fighting experience and stuff he gets, just like the scarier it's going to be. Geto then says he was able to finish his veil, and then we go to Shibuya, or how do you call it? Shibuya? Shibuya. Tokyo on October 31st. And it's a, how I put it here, a Halloween event, not yeah, a festival. Not a festival. With a bunch of drunk idiots, okay? And that's most Halloween parties. Um, yeah, I put it here, though, Ronnie, I see why you don't drink. Because these people, <laughs> I would not drink at this world. They are even worse than, like, actual parties in our world. Yeah. Like, they're all just drunk idiots right Well, now. yeah, I just look at it and I go, no thank you. <laughs> to, I mean, they're just in a street. Too many people. It's Halloween. I mean, there's just... You know who I'm not? The guy dressed up as a wiener in, in the Halloween party. It's crazy. You're not? No. I mean, think about the traffic getting home from here. 
insane. Uh, so hopefully co- you have an apartment that's just right next door. I know. Well, yeah, especially what's about to happen. Hopefully you could just go to bed inside yeah, this place. That's true. I didn't even consider that when it comes to traffic. Yeah. A couple of the citizens start to notice the veil in the sky being placed when a drunk idiot starts running off, but runs smack into the barrier. Well, so that was... It was just one girl, and I thought that was interesting, because does that not pretty much tell us that whether she knows it or not, she has cursed energy? Oh, yeah, yeah. It was one girl, and then the other guy's trying to see it, but he doesn't really see much. I think that's just saying, like, she is... But maybe it's not a lot. Yeah. Or there's just never been anything to, like, really bring it out of her, so she can see it, but no one else really can. Uh, Yeah, they're all trapped and they can't leave, and there's even, like, a mini tornado thing that happens here. What's up with that? Well, so I don't know. This is where I was saying, like, you talk about the improvements that Ghetto's made over time. I think this is one way of showing, like, how much stronger he's gotten over the years. Because I think they even said, like, it's a huge veil that he's doing as well. It's, mm-hmm. like, going over multiple blocks of the city. <laughs> There's the mini tornado thing you're talking about. So, Well, that could be somebody else. Like, that doesn't have it to be It could be. That could be the uh, the squid, just one of the the ones we quit, haven't seen. Quit yet. looking for the squid to do anything other than make the little beach party that they have sometimes. <laughs> that would be hilarious if that's all he's there for, just to have the <laughs> beach party for him. Oh. So then our favorite Uber driver explains that it's a veil that traps only regular people inside. Um, regular people are only able to enter it, and it varies for windows. Sorcerers and assistant supervisors are able to come and go. It varies for windows? I don't know what that... <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's that was word for word for what it said, too. It varies for windows. Oh, windows of time, I think is what it's meaning. Okay. Yeah, certain mom- like moments in time, you're able to get enter and go out of it. All right. That makes any like sense. A, so it's like a drive-through window. Yeah. I'm very okay. If I think about it like that, that makes a. I know that those windows will open usually from like if they serve breakfast six a.m. to maybe ten p.m. at night, and if you're not there at the right time, those windows will not open. So yeah, I'll think of it like that. Um, and also just you know, the back end of this all cell phone signal is blocked, as like a a result of it. Right, which was, I mean, we're there's a couple people, you know, they're kind of figuring this out. Initially, they're like, "Oh, we're stuck here," but they might be looking around, and be like, "Oh, well, we'll go sit in the Starbucks or our, my apartment's right there. They got food open." But the second they see that the cell service is down, people start losing. Yeah, their yeah, minds. they start losing their minds. You are right, which I would too. That'd be freaky, man. So we have Nanami. Fushi and Eno, the 1950s burglar. Okay, we haven't had much of him, but we've had a little bit of him. There's a bunch of different teams. This is the best team. Oh, 100%. They're here on the scene. Eno says you can only add effects to the barrier and apply them to things with cursed energy. Um, People, cursed spirits, and cursed objects. And then we've got Nanaba and... Sorry, Nobara. God, so many mixed up names. You know what I'm talking about? Nanaba's, I think, from Attack on Titan. She definitely is. Yeah. Nobara and a little crew are also nearby, but we find out that a bunch of 
regular people have been saying on the inside of the veil to bring Satoru Gojo. So, Spooky stuff. Yes, because no one, if you're a regular person, you don't know who that is. Right, and they even say that. Yeah. They're like, what? how would they even know him? They're like, they don't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's why it's an issue. And, the, and it's Halloween, even spookier. So the crew with Nobara is Maki and Naobito Zenin. So that is Maki's grandfather. He's part of oh, the Zenin okay. clan. I know he's the if he's part of the Zenin clan, he's an old man. It's probably like her granddad or just, right, right. just an elder of that clan. So the old man realizes that they're being forced to say it, obviously, the regular people. I will say this was one of those uh, with the teams and everything. I had to laugh because when they flashed the teams on the screen between all the subtitles, all the names, yeah, it just took up half of it. And the, they were the kind of things where I, I got a feel for the characters that I knew. The other ones, I was like, oh, we're going to learn about those here in the next few episodes, so I'm not going to sweat too much about it. And I was just like, I'm going to let Chad worry about yeah. getting all that info down. because I did think that was really cool, though. We haven't seen anybody from the Zenin clan uh, besides like Maki and Fushi. Right. So that was cool, so actually seeing like an older guy a part of it. He's got to be a baller. I think it said he was... A baller. He was a baller. Yeah, it said literally the thing in quotations, baller. <laughs> I think it said he was special grade uh, something. But that's a he's not a special there's only four special cursed users, right? Or sources. Well, I mean that's the thing. I'm not even worried about it because it's like it was an introduction. We're gonna get an episode where we're just with them. Yeah. Or half of an episode where it's just with them, we're gonna learn more about them. They conclude though that they must find whoever placed the veil and just beat the shit out of them. That's the easiest way to to deal with this. Um I mean, that's what's crazy, though, is is the person that placed the veil, Ghetto, is he inside of it? Right outside of it? What do you think? I think he's inside of it. Okay. Panda then talks to Kusa Kabi, I believe is how it's pronounced. All right. Too many Japanese. I know. Names. You really... You went through it this episode. It Thank you. It is tough. Who is a grade one sorcerer about how this is probably the same people that did the attack of the exchange event. Um, they've decided to send Gojo in alone. So they are going to send Gojo there. And that's probably the best best bet in this current situation. And it's your only bet. I mean, what else are you going to do? You've got to send him there. Well, especially since they're already talking, like, oh, only, like regular people can go in. Yeah. Like, I don't. they can't even get in. Like, Gojo can, right? Because he's Gojo, but... Regular people can get in. They can't get out. So regular, you can send a regular person in, but then as soon as they get in there, they won't be able to go out. So you can, I can get pizza delivered if I can find some <laughs> yeah. Wi-Fi. I, my, I have no cell service, but I can get pizza delivered, and then that guy's just stuck too. Sorry, yeah. I'll give you a good tip. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so, so Gojo can technically enter in and out. But the scary part about that is, is they've been ta- all they've been talking about this past two seasons is sealing Gojo. So, so I mean, I'm wondering why they're saying we'll just send him in right now. I mean, obviously there's a bunch of hostages, so if a fight goes down, maybe they're considering that. Yeah, this is where I realized, too, that I was like, oh, shit. This is, I mean, this is 100% how you get Gojo. You just have a shit ton of hostages and say, we're going to kill all of them unless you seal yourself right here. They might not even do, they might not even seal them themselves. They might just tell him to 
get inside whatever seal they have. Yeah. Or they just slaughter a whole bunch of people. I mean, what would you... It would be a bad situation. <laughs> yeah, but... what would you do? If you were Gojo, would you just let all those people die? I mean, here's the thing about Gojo is we know he's a little bit more cutthroat than you or I. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't think that he would be completely down with it, but I also... I, I don't know how he would react. <sighs> That's a lot of people, though. I, I know, but he's just so... We've already seen him before. Like, Kind of the entire prequel of all this was him just not really caring about the person he was trying to protect until the very end when he was kind of like yeah and that's another thing too is like he will if he doesn't we'll talk about this right now you said you were going to talk about it later if he doesn't know ghetto is alive okay so this is where yeah let's talk about it okay there's two things here one like you said he would just let all these people die if he does know ghetto is alive because he knows Ghetto's goal anyways is to kill all normal people. That's what I think that Gojo... I don't think he knows he's alive. I think he does. I don't know how he wouldn't. I feel like Gojo's too smart to not look around and be like, oh wait, who did I know that could do Veil? Like, how many Veils have we seen created like this? I mean, and this one, to me, is just on a whole other scale. It's including thousands of regular people <laughs> so it, like tokyo itself shibuya unless there's something that i don't know about that has something to do with like cursed users it seems like just a such a main focus on just your average joes that i think that gojo would be like oh wait you know who this seems like it seems like the but guy that he would that's the thing though is all of this stuff has been happening and he hasn't once said I think this is him because we see in the the film or whatever that he literally, I mean, he had his arm blown off and was basically dead. So we got to like, how did he get out of that situation? That's what's so confusing. Yeah. I don't know. But to me, like Gojo's doing a, uh, a disservice, how he's not talking to other people about ghetto. Like, I just refuse to believe that he doesn't think that this could be Ghetto and he's not letting other people in on the know. And that that's why I think he thinks Ghetto's dead. He must really think he is because, like you said, he would know better than that. He would be like, oh, this has to be him. But if he, I mean, we saw in the movie on his dying death bed, Gojo kneeled down and told him something and then that was all we saw. So mm-hmm. we technically it was an off-screen thing. That's, that's another... They're playing with us there, but he must really think he's either dead or he's just, it doesn't explain why he hasn't said his name yet. Well, then clearly uh, Gojo has not watched the this the show that he's in because it's one of those shows where anytime someone's dead, they're probably not dead. Yeah. but he, <laughs> Rookie move, Gojo. But he is Gojo. Like, how did he not, how would he let him get away with that? I don't know. It, it's all so confusing. The show might have to because have some explaining to friends me. are forever. I know, but I you still... You wouldn't kill me. I 100% would slaughter you. No, you would not you. kill me. It would be it, tough. Here would be the... This is the example, right? We have a f- falling apart, okay? And I turn on you, and let's say in you're in a world where, for whatever reason, you start making podcast money without me. So we go our separate ways. That's happening. And then you try to kill me, and I'm on my deathbed, but then you you try and be all cocky, and you just whisper something into my ear. Well, Um, we know what he whispered. Something that's gross. 
No, I don't know, but what did you whisper? Well, this is what Gojo whispered, and I I would think I would say something cool like this, too. He tells Yuta at the end of the, the film, he because Yuta says, oh, how did you get my card back or whatever? He says, well, I got it from my one and only best friend. Yeah. So <laughs> that's what I would say to you. I'd go, you were my own, one and only best friend, and then I'd proceed to pull the trigger. So then, all right, back to our example. A few years goes by, and then you start... <laughs> hearing of this new podcast that's doing anime uh recaps and reviews and it's soaring it's taking off and you're you're telling me you're gonna be like hmm well ronnie died i don't know what's going on here and it's called it's called donnie and daz i'm like what the hell (laughs) interesting who is this donnie character (laughs) and daz fucking daz from attack on titan but yeah, inside, the regular people are all yelling for Gojo to hurry up and come, even though they don't know who it is. They even say that. They go, who is Gojo? They're like, I don't know. We were just told to tell him to come. And, you know, people are still in their stupid costumes. Um, and then that's when we finally get a hand reaching through the veil, and it's none other than Gojo. And then that's when one of the normal guys... <laughs> I've I haven't seen this in the show so far. No, I've I was got surprised. It in my notes too. It threw, blew my he, mind. He he called him dumb fucks. He said dumb fucks. <laughs> this was hilarious. <laughs> I went whoa! Oh my god! Listen, to, and there was right at the end of the episode. Yeah. Um, but to your point, end yeah, of the episode. One of the worst times to be in the middle of a crisis would be on Halloween because imagine you know you're fighting for your life and you look around and you're dressed up like a wiener. Oh my god, dude! It'd be terrible. Now, if you were dressed as Batman or something, it would, then you'd be. No, it would be so lame if you were dressed. That would be the worst. That would be the, if, if like one of your friends, like you got caught in a shooting, and one of your friends got shot, and you were just dressed up as Batman. <laughs> <laughs> the police came up and they were interviewing you, and you as were dressed Batman. as Batman. They're like, "Sir, you can take the mask down." <laughs> You go, sorry, I got caught up in the moment. Yeah, that would be pretty. But if you did end up saving somebody in a Batman suit, you got to admit that. No one dressed up as Batman at a Halloween party is going to save anybody. (laughs) That's never happened once ever. I've got to look that up. That is good. Look it up. You will not find. Guy dressed up for Batman as Halloween saves innocent bystander. (laughs) Yeah, you're probably right on that. End of episode. But yeah, it, I mean, this is another, it's basically just another setup. We've got all, we see all these different teams there. So I, I'm excited to see, I'm actually excited about the, the Zen and old guy, even Panda's little uh, partner right here. That, that seems like it might be interesting. Yeah, I'm interested, interested in all this because after the first half of the episode, I was, like I said, a little bit down, but then by the end of the episode, the fact that we're already at the Shibuya yeah. incident and... It was one of those things where, you know, I didn't think Mechamaru was going to make it out of it, but I was like, okay, is he going to be able to get the message across to where this thing might not happen? Well, he didn't. Here we are. Mm-hmm. We're in the middle of the incident. It's going down right now. Right. And I'm excited for it. I'm, I'm super excited for it. Like you said, I'm glad that it happened this quickly, and then it made for the Mechamaru situation. Uh, I think it made it cooler. At the end, I, I I was with you. The first half, I was like, "Damn, they spent a lot of time on this fight." <laughs> yeah. I was like, "I really wanted to see like the progression of the story." But then once I got to the end, I was like, oh, "Okay, so it." 
at least we're, we're there now. Yeah, 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 we're there. It's not a big deal. So come back next week to hear us chat about it. Check out our Vinland Saga coverage. Uh, you can also yep. check out our Patreon. And, uh, ne- next week, I'm going to do a lot better with the names now that we have all these characters in. That was that was tough, getting all that info just dumped right All in. the first one, yeah. I mean, I felt for you when there were three times oh, yeah, that rough. they flashed up subtitles now it wasn't all in english so you kind of cheated you know it it looked harder than it was and i was like well i've never seen so many captions mm-hmm. on a show ever nothing that went thank god yeah. look at the draw good work chadley get <laughs> this one done but yeah check out the patreon patreon.com slash ronnie and chad one extra po- pod of uh us shooting the shit and then vinland saga too we're three episodes ahead having a lot of fun with it so check that all out. We'll talk with you later. I've been Ronnie. I've been Chatty. Peace. Peace.